start when, charging. When, when Can we charge? Get, when people get more, that's what This American Life does. They charge for all the old, the back catalog. The new episodes are free. But those old episodes, the classics, you're going to have to pay for them. Carter, could you go through every old episode and give it a rating out of 10? And then maybe differentiate the pricing scale? Maybe. So you can get some like 49 cent wisdom and some like $1.29 cent wisdom. Yeah. Like or you could get, maybe you could, could you also organize them by theme? Like maybe, totally maybe what you could do, do is put all the Carter's journals into one episode and charge nine ninety nine. Call it an album. Wow! I really, I really need you to devote at least how much summer holiday do you have this summer? I'm not sure yet. I want. But I'll dedicate most of it. Forty to fifty percent of your free time, not including yeah. sleeping. We won't calculate. So, of your waking hours, I want you to catalog. You know, maybe transcribe them. Okay. I just, so pricing. So how I, much would we charge for a classic episode like Seagram's Golden Wine Coolers or that's like buck twenty nine? Macho Savage Cast. Buck twenty nine. Oh, I, I think it's the most you could charge an episode. Okay, and then for lesser episodes like uh, episode forty nine, we were just we're saving all the good stuff for fifty. So something like that, a weaker one. What's the low end of the, the pricing? Dollar ninety nine cents. Sixty nine cents. Sixty nine. Okay. Clearance good wisdom. Stuff. So let's try to make this one into a dollar twenty nine. This will be a buck twenty nine episode. This, we this we know going in. This one's gonna be good. All right. And I got, I got just a thing to to make this a good episode. Here comes the wisdom. And here comes the truth And here comes your favorite podcast Always still made for you We're going to play a little game Called Did it actually happen? Or did Carter just write it Make it up 10 minutes before the show? You guys ready? This is so of all your I'm animals gonna the, I'm going to cue the game show Did this right Actually Happen or did Carter just make it up 10 minutes before the show? Yeah. Okay. So so which is a brand new TV show on a major on the big four broadcast networks? So CBS, Fox, ABC, NBC. The first one is called Flea Market Frenzy. And that's starring Larry the Cable Guy going across the south, checking in at local flea markets and trying to find good deals. Or The Great American Bake Off with Jeff Foxworthy hosting a cooking baking competition. Which one's real? One which one of these are real? And which one did I just make up like 10 minutes ago? Are you just stealing ideas from other podcasts? Is this on another podcast? <laughs> well, I would go with The Great American Bake Off is real. That's real? What do you think, Rent? Um, they both sound very familiar. <laughs> you sure you just didn't change one word of them? No, no. Okay. Uh, Bake Off is fake. No, Bake Off is real. Trevor is right. One nothing. The catchphrase, it's on CBS, like in prime time, and it's like, who will rise and who will crumble? That's their tagline. So that's pretty sweet. Okay, which famous celebrity from SNL was investigated for murder in the 80s? Dan Aykroyd? No. So he was a star in the 80s, but just this last week, who was investigated for murder? Dan Aykroyd or Norm MacDonald? 
Oh, Norm Macdonald, absolutely. Brent? Oh, wait, no, that was Kevin Nealon. That was Kevin Nealon had bad things happen. Damn it. Damn it. Okay, I'm sticking with Norm Macdonald. I'm sticking with Norm. Brent? Okay, Dan. Okay, Brent is right. This is a Ah. true story. So there was someone in a dump somewhere in Canada and came across a film strip of uh, this man holding a knife over a, a bloodied corpse. And uh, they thought it was a snuff film, so they took it to the police, and uh, they they were treating it as a murder investigation for about twenty minutes. But then it turns out it was just some random Dan Aykroyd movie that no one saw before. <laughs> that wasn't <laughs> too popular. <laughs> so funny coincidence happened though. When I was trying to write the like, oh, who is he, who am I thinking of? So I was like googling Neil McDonald, and I just couldn't figure out Norm's name. And um, I was listening to a sports podcast and someone was doing a Burt Reynolds impersonation. And it's like, no, that sounds like Norm MacDonald doing a Burt Reynolds impersonation. So that's quite the... How many times do you hear about Burt... I mean, Norm MacDonald each day. Where are you going? Where am I going? Next question. Okay, next. <sighs> Smash Mouth. learning how Carter's mind works. Smash Mouth has a new song. Oh, No, they're pretty desperate. So what did they talk about is the song called justin bieber and it goes whoa oh 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 whatever happened to justin bieber was he all that or was he left behind or did they remake their song all-star and rename it all stars and it goes hey now hey now hey hey now we're all all stars we're all all stars let's get the game on let's go play Equally is terrible. Which one did I make on the spot, and which one is a real song? I hope I. They're both so sad. Um, they did not remake their song. So you think it's Justin Bieber? Yeah, they couldn't have they remade. Made, well, I say they remade their song, but it's probably for some All Star game. So I'm taking All Stars as real. It's Justin Bieber's real. Okay, good. You know, when you hit Smash Mouth stage of uh, success, you have to, uh, you know, when girls type in Justin Bieber song on YouTube, hopefully that Smash Mouth shows up on like the second page or something. I just have such a hard time concentrating for these because Carter is just smiling so hard talking. (laughs) How do you know? Do I have a webcam up on? He's just trying not to laugh so hard. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I can hear. Snicker, you can hear a snicker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. just ear to ear. I do like the. Yeah, I want to hear how it came up with each of these ideas, though. That's more interesting. Oh, that's really the whole. Find me ten minutes ago. That's really the whole point of the show is. What's going on with Carter? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. How worried? How worried can Carter get about things? Let's wrap it up here. Which of the following is true? James Lipton from Inside the Actor's Studio was a pimp when he lived in Paris back in, like, the 40s. Or famed wrestler Andre the Giant once consumed 156 beers in one night. Uh, I think Andre had, like, 112 beers. Yeah, I'm going with that one, because if all he did was change the number, that's terrible. Yeah, if you change the number, you're a jerk. No, both are true. Trick question. Threw you off your game at the end. Well, not Whenever, really, because yeah. he told us which one is... <laughs> the name of the game implies one of them is true and one of them isn't. Oh. Or you could say, 
Which is true, which isn't? Are they both true or are they both not true? Hey, now if you're not going to play along, now your game is, sucks. Yeah. This is very quickly going to go to a 69 cent episode Time if you don't play on. along. Hey, Trevor, I got some questions for you. Okay, hit me. We're wrapping up our Neptune's Pride experience early this episode. Because <laughs> the game ended with everyone having equal emotional breakdowns. <laughs> and it just, the universe is at peace. So just to recap, this is a like online strategy game where you try and kill your friends. It's it's risk, but online with spaceships, and it takes and weeks to play. Things got really out of hand really fast in this game. Yeah. There were a lot of friendships that were put on the line. Yeah. There were a lot of alliances. There were a lot of wars going on. And it basically oh, got yeah. to the point where it, we couldn't sleep at any time because people were always playing. And Trevor, it spilled into the real world. Like, I'd get a phone call, and it's Brent and, and <laughs> Allison, like, in the background. And it's like, invite, invite them over this weekend. So I'm like, hello. And Brent's like, hey, buddy. Um, <laughs> how would you and Janelle like to come down to where we live and we'll cook a big barbecue where, you know what? If, if that doesn't work, we can bring the ingredients and come to your place and cook for you. I'm like, oh, that sounds wonderful. On the condition that. And then Brent's like, just, just this one little thing. Mm-hmm. You need to take out Trevor in the game. You need to scratch your lines and then you have to go after him. I'm like, I don't know, Brent. That, you know, I've, I've got a pretty good thing going on with Trevor right now. And Brent's like, well, sorry we couldn't come to agreement. He <laughs> like hangs up. <laughs> I actually did not want to spend time with you. <laughs> but how it basically broke down, I think that's pretty accurate <laughs> to, real, to real life. Because I had a decent little alliance. Just a scrappy one. Never would have had a chance to win, but we were hanging in there. Sort of ended up as three people, the three remaining powers, versus Trevor's, like, cult of people who <laughs> sacrificed themselves for him. Because <laughs> there's, there's eight people who play it, and what, you were getting money from four of them? <laughs> he was a pimp. He was James yeah. Limpton. I know how they, to they manipulate people. Four people were playing just to check in every day to send them to send you all their money. Yeah, no, because we hated you so much, Brad. Trevor wasn't manipulating anyone. It was like our pure white hot rage about you. We wanted you taken down, so we gave Trevor all our money so he could do yeah. that. We so wanted it to be some. You just gotta find out what makes people angry and then make it yeah. sound like it's gonna help <laughs> them by helping you. But the, really, the whole reason everything broke down was one skin Carter's fault. Oh, your weak strategy. Well, you attack some. Carter attacked the one person in the game who didn't know anybody. Yeah, we, we talked Carter about this took last it, yeah, week. Carter took him out just just because just it felt like fun. <laughs> which led, you know, which he was led to Trevor, the, Trevor one, the one person. You, yeah, you could not have Trevor rampaging, and that just gave Trevor hack free reign. So I had to st- we had to do something about it, and your wife was just in the way. Yeah, and plus Buffy wasn't playing, so he just took all her stars too. So yeah. you guys got pretty powerful. So we feel so. bad for Janelle, but it's all your fault. I think we well, look, you had stuck to kill, in the middle. You had to Me and kill Janelle were stuck in the middle of everybody, and that's why we were the yeah. first ones to go out. Yeah. Anyways, here's some. I took a survey that an Australian video game university researcher was doing. Trevor, I want to ask you some questions about this. So this is the last part. It's from one is you do not agree, seven is strongly agree. Just see how this game gets into your head. 
did it. Oh, I did Brent, it. Brent, you're smiling pretty hard over there. Did it allow you to live a variety of experiences? One no, disagree. it allowed me to have one terrible, continuous, never-ending experience. Okay. I have an almost obsessive feeling for this game. Well, that's not true. I have a completely obsessive okay. feeling for this game. <laughs> the urge is so strong, I cannot help myself from playing it. True. Yeah. <laughs> what type I'm of things was it doing about to that. you? Just what types of things was it doing to you? Checking to me? every hour of the day, or just... Setting alarms for three in the morning <laughs> <laughs> during work. Yeah, you could you could guess when you're sleeping and your girlfriend's there, and uh, she really appreciates that she has to get up in two and a half hours. And uh, yeah, she Hold hears on. an alarm. So you're not just if you wake up, there is actual alarms being set. Oh. I set phones. I set timers on my phone. Yes. <laughs> my God. I had to fight three people, Carter. <laughs> You know what kind of effort it takes and strategizing and ship movement and circulation it takes to fight off three people? This game oh. is in harmony with the other activities of my life? No. It's a complete disharmony with my life. <laughs> this, this game, game brings out everything that's bad about me as a human okay, being. Okay, and the last question. And this, this game reflects the qualities I like about myself. No. No. And I want to play it again so bad. Because I want to kill all of you. <laughs> Every day I wake up and I think, should I just kill them all right now? And I look at the screen and I shut down my computer and go to work. Every day. <laughs> Every day I deal with this. Carter, how many emails have I sent you? Saying, That's the thing. Like, I, should I, I kill them all? I know. So I wrote a script uh, that we're hoping to film this summer, and I sent it to Trevor, and he's like, oh, I read the first two pages. Awesome. I'll let you know when I get through the entire thing. And I've got about 47 emails since then, just like, should I kill him? Give me your money. Move your forces to the Northeast Quadrant, to the universe. And I'm just like, How's, how about my script? How about my script? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. What do you think of this strategy? <laughs> and then I was like, hey... You know, going to New York, you're the big New York expert. Here's my itinerary. What should I add? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> we talked we, about uh, it. Allison's causing trouble. <laughs> I know, but it's just, it's just all game. So, what do your findings have here, Brent? Does he have a problem? Hmm. Can't just say it's him. There's definitely, you I hear was it, able, you, yeah. It just gets into your, it just worms into your head. Maybe that's why you died so hard because. You couldn't keep up. Because <laughs> you had a life. That's just so sad to say that you're the one with the life out of all of us. No, it was whoever was trapped in the middle of the map got eliminated. That's the basic of it. Nope. Of course it is. I don't know. I, I think I think being stuck in the middle with everybody around you would suck. Mm-hmm. Of course. I don't know how you'd man I don't know how you'd manage it, but Trevor could have found a way. <laughs> oh. So much scheming. It took so much scheming. Here's baby segment of the week. Oh yes. How would the world be a different place if diapers were just how people dealt with stuff? What do you mean like if adults wore diapers? Yeah. How would the world be a different place? Yeah. What if you just could 
Would you You're stink? Would everybody stink all the time? I think they'd find a way to make it less stinky. And what about <laughs> like what about like discomfort? Like well, that doesn't seem that bad. Okay, so Get if you didn't notice that there was something in your butt area all the time, yeah. and that you stunk and that you were wet. But if those things were discluded, how would life be better? Yeah. Um, yeah. Brent, I'm not yeah. seeing. Did you stay up all night again? Maybe. I think. Were you moving think, ships around? I think you could go to more remote locations because there's a lot of times when I'm traveling around the world, you know, that you've got to plan your bathroom break. Mm-hmm. You got to be like, we are climbing a mountain, and until then, there will be no going to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. It's not. It, it's not an option. Mm-hmm. The option is fall off a cliff and die. Because mm-hmm. well, maybe just baby bathroom technique is what I'm thinking of. If people could adapt to that, if it'd be good, you can just be cruising around and then just on knees and elbows, head down, and go, and then just keep moving. You think that's comfortable? <laughs> a little power deuce. Mm-hmm. Uh, all fours. Yeah, I, don't I wonder know. if that's comfortable. I quite like sitting, <laughs> but that's just me. What if you just laid on your back? What if you, what if you just that's laid disgusting. on your back and just let it happen? <laughs> let the on chips fall where they may. I don't know. If you lay, if you're if you're on all fours, it's just gonna drip down do you, your balls. If if you're on your back, do you elevate? <laughs> I. You have to have somebody holding your legs over your head. Yeah, this is. I think we've got it down. As <laughs> or, or we can just, you know, go to the, like use the bathroom. I've told oh, you no. guys about the blaster, though. Hey, the blaster? No, is that the bidet? Is it's that like, what you call the bidet? The blaster? Well, there's like a thing that, but it's like literally every bathroom here has right next to it. You know, like the kitchen sink spray hose. Yeah. It has one of those. By the sink or by the toilet? Right. Every toilet in this country has a blaster. And you do your business and then you just blast it. There's kids coming into my classroom with soaking wet backs. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a joke. The kid walks in from the bathroom with a wet back and all the kids laugh and then they don't care. Uh, nice. So is this it's, in addition to the bidet or? Uh, well, bidets the bidets are less frequent than I first assumed. Oh, okay. I was just living in a baller hotel oh, no, for like no. three months. I lived in a hotel, so I didn't get an accurate view. But every toilet has a blaster. Nice. And it's just like a, it's a garden hose. You have a garden hose by your toilet, and nobody has like toilet paper. You barely use any toilet paper. Yeah. The blaster, man. It's Super nice soaker. though. It's so fu- like I use mine like multi-purpose because every bathroom in this country is all tile. You could literally like if you just had like a machine that could just spray water everywhere in your bathroom, you could just shut your door, turn on the magic water spray machine, and then open it in fifteen minutes, and it would all have drained out. <laughs> like all the bathrooms are made out of tile, so I just take the plaster. I'm like, yeah, washing the walls, you wash the mirror. Oh, my foot's dirty. Just blast it. You know, like. You can you can clean your toilet with the blaster. You can clean your sink with the blast. The blaster is like a universal <laughs> tool for good. You sound like Vince Offer there. Yeah, Not I only can, can you 
clean the, bla- the bathroom. You can the clean blaster. The you can clean the, the walls. You the things the you can accomplish with a blaster and a squeegee in 30 seconds. Just throw a bottle of bleach on the floor, blast it all, squeegee it away. Boom. Now, does that bother you, though, you're using toilet pipe water? It's not toilet pipe water. Everything here is toilet pipe water. It's oh, the Middle okay. East. Because one of my uh, game show things that I was trying to get, but I couldn't come up with an alternative to a false thing, was that Starbucks in Hong Kong was using toilet water to uh, <laughs> to, to brew the coffee. <laughs> Everything here is toilet water. You can't even get cold water. Do you know that? Mm. There is no cold water. Because all the water is on your top of your building, and it's 55 degrees outside. Yeah, of course. So you turn on the pure cold, and it's hot. Interesting to say oh, the least. Oh, that'd be gross brushing your teeth with hot water. Ugh. You can't brush your teeth with this water, dude. That's how I've, okay. I've started a new Are You a Real Country Index. And the way that you could tell if you're a real country is if I go to your country and if do I or do I not get an ear infection. If I get an ear infection in your country, you're not a real country yet. And if I don't, like, for example, when I go to Sri Lanka, I get an mm-hmm. ear infection. When I go to Egypt, I get an ear infection. When I go to Denmark and Sweden, I do not get an ear infection. So the doctors like told me now, it's like, don't even, you can't shower without earplugs in this country because the water is so bad for your ears. Yep. So I have these sweet, like blue, giant blue kid earplugs. They're pretty awesome. But then it's like you're in a horror movie. So you're in the shower. And you have these earplugs in, and you all you can hear, you hear your heartbeat, (laughs) and you hear your breathing, and it sounds like you're in the scene where the guy's about to kill you in the movie all the time. It's like that deafening silence with a bit of water dribble. And then you start hearing things, you know, like you have the dryer on, and it sounds like somebody's talking to you from the other room, and you're like, what? What? And there's nobody in your apartment, and you're like shouting, oh. It's it's scary. Scary. It's a terrible life you lead sometimes. Yeah, the sacrifices I make. Gotta wake up in the middle of the night, play some Neptunes. Move your ships. <laughs> uh. I was just getting angry. Sorry. Uh, so, so last week I joked that I was going to jail in our pre-show segment. And uh, I actually did two weeks ago. Um, it was this thing called Doors Open Winnipeg where all these historical buildings you could just go to and walk around and get a little tour and all that stuff. So we went to the Vaughn Street Jail, which is a 140-year-old prison, which uh, doesn't get much scarier than that, though, right, guys? Who do they keep there? Everybody. Kids, lunatics. They they had in the basement, like, the lunatic cell which uh, with, like, iron staples in the cement, so they just tied people down all day and let the rats get to them. It sounds like, you know, medieval med- medieval times, but here we are in Winnipeg, like, not too long ago, doing that. It's the good times. But um, how long would you wait in line to experience the, uh, the old jail? You have to wait in line to go to a jail? There, I didn't think there was a line. I thought it was just, you know, you walk in. Oh, no. We pull up. Like, are we park. talking Alcatraz here? Or are we talking? Yeah, exactly. Winnipeg. There was, a, there was an hour line to get in oh, to the jail. Oh. Enough no of that. Really wanted to go. And you know what the worst part of it was? I'm going to Stella's for hash browns at that point. 
<laughs> that's that's exactly what I'm doing. And if you want to give me a free promotion still, so I'm back in Winnipeg. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> so the worst part about it was the the family behind us. The woman was a bus driver, and how do I know that? Tell me, she was wearing her bus driver outfit. No, every three minutes she talked about being a bus driver. To oh, it's like people from Texas. Someone. They can't go three minutes without mentioning they're from Texas. Oh, I'm from Texas. In Texas, in what what country are you from? Texas. Shut up. <laughs> I knew within three seconds just the way like this uh, city of Winnipeg transit uh, car went by. It was like you know supervisor car, and she just like points at it, and I was like, because it looks like a cop car almost. I was like, what is this lady doing? Like, like she's gonna shoot the cop car. And she's like pointing at the transit thing. I was like, maybe she uh, works for them or something and knows those people. And then just every three minutes, there'd be another thing. Like she'd see a random person go, hey, Sheila, I didn't recognize you without the blues. I guess a blue uniform. And then there's like police, basically. (laughs) Bus driver, cop, same thing. They both wear the blues. Yeah. And then like, you know, Winnipeg's pretty famous for being a strike city back in the early uh, 1900s. Everyone would go on strike. So they had an actor reenacting like a big strike speech and she's like yelling at him. Hey, what can I do to get you at our next union meeting? (laughs) It's just nonstop buses. Oh, God. This lady was just full of them and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was talking about her route. Her root, yeah, like R O U T E S. I'm a I'm a '62 Richmond Express between four and eight, and I'm a I'm a '51 Pamina North. In all other hours, and then on the weekends, I have the '72 Dalhousie. Goes by Polo Club once every seven and a half hours. So if you want if you want to do something in Winnipeg in the winter, you're dead. <laughs> Exactly. So this is like a matter of an hour after I talked to you guys talking about my stupid manual shift on the car and stuff like that. Remember? So I, I drove in shame and off full automatic because Trevor was giving me a hard time. Just felt bad about myself. And then that night I went to a uh, sweet concert that Brent was making fun of me about. A little pop punk classic band, Newfound Glory. And it was, uh, it was one of the best concerts this guy has ever been to, I'd say. So um, it was all general admission, so you could sit as close as you want. And I was like, you know, the next concert I'm going to is uh, Taylor Swift with my parents in a luxury box because we have free seats. Are you actually so, going to that? Yes. I don't know why, but it's she like 10 minutes away from my house. Up. Might as well go. Yeah, probably. So I was like, you know, I need to get my street cred back. I'm going. I want to get as close as I can for this concert. I'm going in the mosh pit. <laughs> You gotta go see Flybanger at the zoo. <laughs> you want to get your street cred up, yeah. So kids these days, because it was actually like, even though this was like the tenth anniversary tour of their biggest album, a lot of young people. Let me tell you, I was one of the older ones there. And kids nowadays don't yeah, they know. They probably how to thought crowd. you were a sex offender. Who's the old guy <laughs> staring at the girls up front? <laughs> no, no girls up there. Just all dudes. So um, even creepier. There was no security, so what you'd do is you'd uh, crowd surf to the stage. Normally at a normal concert, uh, security pulls you down and throws you in the back again. So this, oh, so you'd get on stage after crowd surfing. Wait, and you crowd surfed? 
No, I was. I'll, oh. I'll get into that later. I, the thought crossed my mind. But so everyone's crowd surfing. They get on stage. Then like they actually grab the mic away from the singer and start singing and taking taking a, a picture with their iPhone of them and the singer or walking up to the drummer and start smashing the cymbals. It was just like pure anarchy. And so the reason this sounds I was like a, on, this sounds like a Motley Crue in <laughs> Estevan type of situation. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much and the only thing i know about the band's personal life is uh from a dvd janelle bought me even before we started dating about them and the lead singer is really shy and has anxiety problems and stuff so and plus i was there by myself so i didn't so you like threw if, him a couple of razapams <laughs> so i didn't want to get up on stage go! and grab the mic from him because i'm sure he just loves that so if i would have been there with someone i would have went up on stage because literally everybody in the crowd, like, made it up the stage sometime. But what was I going to do when I got up stage? Most people posed, flexed their muscles, pointed at their friends, and then, like, jumped off. Well, me, I was there by myself, so who was I there to impress, right? Yeah, what would you do? I don't know. Just what walk off to the side somewhere? of the stage and leave? <laughs> Pretty much. But unfortunately, some kids, like, you guys know that it's something called stage diving etiquette, right? No. Okay, so the, the crowd's there. You jump off, but how do you jump off? You jump... And in the air, you twist so your back lands on the hands, right? Okay. Yeah, that no one gets hurt. Otherwise, know? there's no boob grabs, I guess. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, unfortunately... Like, there's so many guys that sit there. She's going to jump for... Oh, she turned. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, she turned. <laughs> Just over and over. So, a lot of these young kids... Uh, don't know proper stage diving etiquette, so they decide to just do a, like Rey Mysterio stuff out there and just decide to do a flip into the crowd. But what they don't realize is their foot comes around pretty fast over the head. So I totally got like a concussion noise by some kid's heel, like after a flip, just smoking right into my head. You should have ball punched him when no one was looking. <laughs> it all happened so fast. Man, but you yeah, can do man. bad things to people at concerts. Pretty much. You can throw elbows and sneak away and <laughs> I'm pretty on ankles. Like there's the unspoken agreement that if you jump, I'll catch you kind of thing. But I'm I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll stick one hand up and sort of push you from the side, but I'm not don't count on me, baby. You should probably wear a don't helmet to your next me. concert. Maybe. I already do wear earplugs like you in the shower for concerts yeah. like that. But um what do you think the weight limit is on uh on crowd diving there's a weight limit no well like what do you think are we setting should one? be the weight limit? 220 i was thinking 200 and under probably depends depends how big the guys in the crowd are but uh yeah if you're 250 like this one guy who went like three times you should probably call it a day <laughs> yeah i'm saying you're over 200 pounds you don't jump off the stage no no that's just rude man it's absolutely rude anyways so concert ends, walk back to the parkade, my brand new car, 24 hours, smashed, <laughs> robbed. Boom. Boom. Your car got Not robbed? Good. Yeah. Oh, I remember this while we were like in kill while I was like killing you in space and Brent was <laughs> Brent was killing your wife in space. Yeah. Your car got broken into. So this is what happens. I get home, I'm like, oh crap. <laughs> you know, like twenty-four hours in and the car's already like finished. So I walk in the door. I'm like, Janelle, I got some bad news. She's like, yeah, Brent's now is freaking attacking me. <laughs> I was like, uh-huh. car got smashed badly. And she's like, can you believe the nerve of them? I was like, <laughs> like what, are, what are the thieves going to do? And she's like, no, we had 
a truce with Brent and Alice, but now they're at the doorstep taking over my ships. <laughs> All time Wait a minute. In. What? You guys had a truce with them, Brent? Yeah. Maybe. It's all coming out. Trevor, this is why I'm mad at Brent. We were going to wait until you were... Me yeah, and Brent that's why made I'm this not plan at Fast and Furious. Me and Brent came up with the idea of when Trevor was on his huge transcontinental flight back from Kuwait to Canada, he'd have no internet access. And that would be I had perfect. that planned. I had that totally planned. Of course he did. I had a SIM card ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> it was going to be... There was going to be a very... I was going to send you fake flight times. <laughs> so Trevor was going to be... I knew that. I knew if I made it that long into space. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think I moved 12,000 ships to the front lines right now? Because I'm taking a trip in a few days. Mm-hmm. And so I'll we were, we, damned. You're, you're going to have a blackout period. Yeah. And we're all going to take you out, Trevor. But... So, you know, that was the plan. So Brett kept on telling me this is the plan. And then he moved on to me and Janelle. And that was, uh, yeah, that was after you became such a non-factor that you were just helping Trevor advance. So you're telling me that at that point you weren't already funneling him all your money? No, of course not. Well, Trevor was, seemed like it. That's when, that's just the point where Trevor started moving in on my stars. Yeah, well, when Carter had like long, two, yeah. when Carter had two or three ships left, he gave me money. Yeah. Well, he was already dead by that point. We both I've never that, right? betrayed a truce. Never. But you were already mo- well. You were already moving <laughs> on him. I told him. I sent the message. I warned him well ahead. Yeah. I said, you know, in a few days they're going to yeah. be coming to your main star, and I can't let that happen. Yeah. You should see some of the texts I sent to Brent. Like you're the most dishonest person in the game right now. <laughs> I've never broken a truce. It got, I know Trevor. That's why I ended up with Trevor. Is is like you know, Brent, you're you're the sneakiest piece of crap out here. <laughs> all right, I got one oh. segment. It's not even a segment. First of all, you know what I love? Buying running shoes. Brent, it if is you a bought, good Brent, do you buy the same running shoes over and over and over and over again? No, usually my sneaker what would be my walking shoes my day-to-day like wearing new, ones like you're no, no like new balance or when you go over like jogging no. shoes always mix it up i always like to oh. upgrade like i bought the nike lunar twos and then the night my next pair of shoes was the nike lunar threes you know well that's the same model but like i like i i am because i'm the same i'm the kind of guy that if i find a t-shirt i like i'll buy like five of them mm-hmm. and then i'll just wear them every day or like jeans or dress shirts it doesn't matter and like that's the best thing about running shoes. Even here, I could find like the next version of the shoe I just had, which is exactly the same except in a different color. I've had the same running shoe for like six years. It's awesome. I just wish more things could be like that. I wish more things just never, ever changed and they were the exact same all the time. I don't know what that says about me as a person. <laughs> but And the other thing is, have you ever seen the movie Disconnect? Never even heard of it. Wow. Biggest bummer of a movie ever. Brent, have you seen it? No. What's basically, get disconnected? The internet. Basically, the lines? plot is that the internet ruins everybody's life, and the people are terrible human beings. Okay. Is this a doc? No, it's starring Michael Bluth. Okay. And the guy, and the vampire, the bad vampire from True Blood. Yeah. Nice. Sounds and, like uh, and a whole bunch of people, and it's like they're all victims. And then they all want revenge, and then everything goes wrong, and nothing good happens, and a kid's in a coma. Mm-hmm. It's a terrible movie. What is the music we're listening to? I'm sorry, that's me. 
Wait, you don't have a child? <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, yeah. That was funny, Carter. Yeah. Allison dropped off a baby beside me. So that means it's time well. to go. Shit. <laughs>